You're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with host Jennifer Mattern. Helping serious freelancers, bloggers, and indie authors go pro. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Mattern, your host of the All Indie Writers Podcast. I'm so happy you could join me for today's show. This is episode number five, and you can find show notes and links to any resources mentioned here by visiting allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash five. In today's episode, we're going to talk about taking time off from your blog, such as taking a blogging break over the holidays. And then I'm going to answer a question about the viability of a freelance writing career. And I'll close things off today by sharing a few resources for indie authors. Let's get started. First, given that this is the last episode of the All Indie Writers podcast for 2014, I'd like to wish you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. The podcast will be back on January 1st. And along those lines, I bet around the holidays you're thinking you could use a break, right? Who who doesn't want a break? So maybe you can't stick to your normal blogging schedule. Maybe you blog five days a week or even just three days a week or even once a week. And you want some time off. I don't blame you. I'm in the same boat. I take off for two to three weeks at the end of every year. Today is actually my last official work day of 2014, so I can't wait to take my break tomorrow. But taking an extended break like that, or even a week-long break or a few days off, it might mean that your blog doesn't get the usual attention that you give it. And that's okay. We touched on this a little bit in episode number four when I was answering some blogging-related questions from the All Indie Writers community. And I want to expand on this issue of taking time away from your blog, taking a break for whatever reason. It might be the holidays, or maybe you're sick, or you're taking care of a sick relative. Maybe you're going to have a baby and you want to take some maternity leave. For whatever reason, you might not be able to keep up with your blog. Today, what I want to do is offer a few tips. We'll review some of the things from the last episode, and I want to share some new tips on how you can make sure that your blog keeps going while you're taking time off if you don't want to let it sit for that week or two. And it's okay if you choose to do that instead. First, one thing you can do if you have a bit of advance notice to this break that you need to take is to pre-schedule some posts. So... You might write more before you take your vacation or take whatever time off you need and pre-schedule them in your blogging platform to go live while you're away. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to stick to your normal blogging schedule. So if you normally write five posts a week and you're going to take a two-week vacation, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to cram an extra 10 posts into your writing schedule before you take time off. If you can, hey, great. But it's also okay to post at a lower frequency if you need to during that time off. So, for example, my goal while I'm away is to publish two posts per week while I'm gone. So ahead of time, I've drafted four posts, and they're going to drip, go live while I'm gone. Now, let's say you don't have time to write these extra posts before you need to take time off. In that case, what you might opt to do is solicit some guest posts from your network. Have other people write the content for your blog 
and again, schedule it to go live while you're away. One way you might get people to help you out with something like this is to offer to do the same for them when they're on vacation. So if you know that they take an extended break over the summer, for example, you might write for their blog then and have them cover for you over the holidays if that's when you take your vacation time. Another option is to bring in a guest blog manager. That would be somebody who comes in and completely takes over your blog for you while you're away. They would not only publish posts, but they would manage comments, they would respond to them, take care of your spam for you. Everything that needs to be done, they'll take care of it. It's like you're not even gone. That, you know, that's a much bigger favor to call in, but again, if you exchange that kind of time with someone else, you might be able to work something out. And you always have the opportunity to hire a freelancer. Just make sure it's someone that you trust. If you can't solicit guest posts or you don't want to for whatever reason, another option is to rerun some of your older posts, especially if they're relevant again now. So again, let's focus on the holidays. Maybe you wrote a great post last year toward the end of the year related to the holidays or preparing for the new year and you think that your readers would benefit from that again, what you might do is simply change the publication date on that post and have it go live again for the new year. You might even make some minor updates. It's so much faster than having to write completely new content and at the same time it allows you to put that content in front of readers who might not have been following your blog during previous years. Another option you have if you can't write fresh content is to repurpose other types of content you have. So for example, let's say you have an ebook. You might schedule a post to share an excerpt from that ebook. It's not fresh writing other than, you know, perhaps an introduction, but you still have new content going up on your blog and it gives you a chance to promote your other work. So in that case, you might bring in some ebook sales by sharing a sample. Some other things that you should consider doing if you're going to take a break would be to figure out how you want to handle comments while you're gone. Again, you might bring in somebody to manage that for you. Another option is to completely turn off comments. Don't allow any to go through if you're not going to be there to eliminate any spam that might be posted. What I prefer is actually what I do all the time anyway, so I don't make any changes, and that is to turn on comment moderation. For With WordPress specifically, you can choose to moderate somebody's first comment, which allows your regular commenters who have already had approved comments in the past to keep commenting. So they can still post and their comments will go live immediately, but anybody new coming to your blog is going to be moderated. You might check in maybe once every few days and approve those comments and delete spam, or you might just let it go until you're back, but it won't stop comments completely on your blog and fewer people are going to be held in a moderation queue. And then there is an issue that, again, we talked about last episode, which is you need to make a decision. Are you going to tell your readers that you plan to be gone for a while, you're taking a break, or are you just going to go and then come back and not say a word about it? And I think either is completely fine, depending on your audience and how long your break is going to be. 
So for example, if I'm going to be gone for a week, or I'm simply not going to post for a week or so, I'm probably not going to make some announcement about it. On the other hand, if I know I'm going to be taking a month or more off, then I'm probably going to let readers know. And I will find other ways to drip content, and I'll let them know what to expect. So maybe comments will be approved a little slower, or there will be guest bloggers taking over for me for a while. And in that case, yeah, I think it's fair to readers to let them know what's going on. If you're only gone a week or two, though, most aren't even going to notice, especially if it's a time like this time of year around the holidays, where everybody's busy. It's not just you. Your readers are busy, too, and they're probably not reading as many blogs as they usually do anyway. So I would love to know whether or not you're planning to take time off over the holidays. You can tell me over in the All Indie Writers forums at allindiewriters.com slash forums. You can register at allindiewriters.com slash register. That is free, and that will allow you to post in the forums. Tell me what you're doing for the holidays, how you plan to manage your blog over that time, if you're taking time off at all, and whether or not you chose to tell readers about your break or not, and why. Now, I want to move on to a community question from Alex Toll. Alex asks, do you think being a copywriter as a solo entrepreneur is viable in today's economy, given that people are now more interested in complex solutions for their content needs, such as design plus promotion plus social media marketing plus SEO? In other words, Alex is asking, can you make a living as just a copywriter when so many clients these days expect you to be able to do all of those other things or they want a one-size-fits-all solution for those things? The short answer is yes. You can absolutely make a living and a great living as a freelance copywriter, even if you're not great at design or social media marketing or SEO. Many clients understand that the best person for one job is not going to be the best person for all of those jobs. They may have in-house staff, such as a marketing director or a team, or a social media person, or an in-house designer, or they might work with a separate firm, such as an SEO firm. They don't necessarily expect you to be able to do all of those things. Now, this also depends on where you find your clients. If you are finding your clients in online forums, which is where I was talking to Alex originally about this, then yes, you might find people who have low budgets and very high expectations. And in that case, I would just say avoid those markets. You know, that's not a professional market to begin with. Most clients hiring professional copywriters understand that design and copywriting and marketing all involve very different skill sets. You're not expected to do it all. Now, you do have some options if you end up working with clients who do want you to deliver the whole product. One option you have is to work for middlemen clients. So for example, I have done a lot of work with marketing firms and SEO firms where they find the clients and they might handle the SEO or the more general marketing and then they hire me as a subcontractor to come in and write the copy for their clients. 
So the client is getting an all-in-one solution, whereas I'm not expected to do everything for that particular project. And another benefit of working with these kinds of middlemen clients are that they generally have a large stable of their own clients. So you're not just landing work for one client. You can be landing work for, you know, four clients, a dozen clients, or whatever they have, you know, a need for at that time, all with one contact person, which is great for you. So working with middlemen clients, that is a fantastic way to go if you're a copywriter. Now, another option that you have is to partner with other independent professionals. So, for example, you might know a fantastic web designer or a great graphic designer who puts together gorgeous white papers. What you might do is find the clients, and what you do is you handle the writing, you handle the project from scratch with them, you get their design requirements from them, and you outsource to this other designer. Another option that you have is to partner with other freelance professionals. So, for example, you might work out a deal with a graphic designer where if they attract a client who wants a brochure, they handle the design work and you'll handle the writing. That can be done in a couple of ways. First, they might outsource the writing to you, similar to the middleman clients like firms, or what they might do is simply have a deal to refer you as the copywriter to their own clients. That keeps the payment separate. It's a little more inconvenient for the end client because they have to pay each of you separately and they have to work with each of you separately on their requirements. But at the same time, it's a lot less complicated for you. You have to decide how you want to approach it, but there are a number of ways that you can land copywriting gigs where you're not expected to take on design work, SEO, social media, and other promotion. And the key there is targeting the right kinds of clients, clients who understand that there's a difference in skill sets, clients who want the best copywriter and want the best designer and want the best social media promotion, they're not going to look for an all-in-one solution in most cases. They're going to look for the right person for each of those jobs. So yes, you can absolutely make a good living as a copywriter, as a solo entrepreneur, Without having your own team, you don't have to run a company with your own team of people. You don't have to be able to do it all yourself. Now I want to move on and share some resources for indie authors. This week's resources are actually resources you can find directly on allindiewriters.com. These are all things that are found exclusively at allindiewriters.com. They are either things that I've created personally or things that I've contracted to have developed for my readers. You can find all resources at allindiewriters.com slash resources. And some of the ones that you might have missed for indie authors in particular are two different word count trackers. There is a report in there, a short ebook called How to Write an Ebook in Just 14 Days. That will take you through the process of writing a short PDF-style ebook that you can use as a free giveaway for email subscribers or to sell. There's also a book launch press release template and a book marketing plan outline. There is an ebook sales conversion calculator, which will help you figure out how many ebooks you'll need to sell in order to reach your financial goals. 
There's also a 15-minute book marketing tactic download, which lists several book marketing tactics that you can complete in just 15 minutes each. And there is an author website content checklist. So if you're building your author site for the new year, this will help you run through the main content that your site should include. It also includes some bonus blog post ideas if you're not sure what's a blog about on your author blog. Um, but yeah, check out that page, allindiewriters.com slash resources. It is full of good stuff for indie authors, freelance writers, and bloggers. Many of those resources were new in 2014, and there is a lot more to come in the new year. If there are specific resources you're interested in seeing, you can always email me at jen, J-E-N-N, at allindiewriters.com with your suggestions. And that is all I have for you today. But before I go, I'd like to invite you to submit your own writing-related questions. You can submit them online through the contact form at allindiewriters.com slash podcast. You can email me your questions at jen, J-E-N-N, at allindiewriters.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail at 484-575-1345 if you'd like me to air your question on the next podcast. You can find show notes and any links mentioned in this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash five. The podcast will be back on January 1st. I will be back to blogging on January 5th. Until then, enjoy the holiday season and have a very happy new year. You've been listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with Jen Mattern, a freelance theater production. Freelance theater. It's all writers need for life's little episodes.